When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell. The show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell with me... And pretty good, oh, lovely, pretty, pretty impressed good. with that, that one. Uh, that is Noah, age four, nice. who this week has learned to count to six in French. Absolute show off, good on him, though. Yeah, well done. But don't be that person that goes and see war rules at the theater and laughs at all the French bits, no, even though it's not no. funny, just to show <laughs> if you know French. Okay, uh, he's also gone a full week without saying that he wants to kill me. Oh, great. Which is a real bonus for his mum, Haley. But he has been saying it in Russian, which makes it feel <laughs> even more terrifying. Uh, Rob, big news. Yes. Yep. Potty training has begun. <gasps> Not even our doing, really. She just decided she didn't want to wear a nappy. That was it. Nice. They were gone. Liberating. Liberating. So we got the potty. She got off to an absolute flyer. Piss on day one. <laughs> two shits day two. I couldn't <gasps> believe it. Oh, yeah, piss on day one, two shits day two, nothing in the five days since. I don't know what happened. Oh, no. She peaked too soon. So now, right, you know you've got the problem of, like, piss and shit everywhere. We've got the opposite. Absolute desert. She's now caught. She doesn't like nappies, but she's now got, like, stage fright. So now she's just holding on until she puts her nappy on for the nap. So she's, oh. she's caught between two different worlds and she's not comfortable yeah. in either of them. So the nappy after the nap is just an absolute war zone. It's not difficult to get her to go up for a nap because finally she can have a piss for the first time <laughs> in four hours. <laughs> but we're not, we don't want to go back to the nappy stage because we've been told that once you start, you don't want to go back. Yeah. So I just don't know what to do about. Is this a normal thing? Do you know what? I was sitting there just thinking, and, and how has my life got to this point? I was thinking... I'd love her to do a piss and shit on the floor at this moment. I would absolutely <laughs> punch the air if she did a shit on the floor at this moment. Wow, I never knew that my situation would be enviable. Yeah, it's like I would kill. Oh, I'm so sorry. But at least you know it's all going down there now. You know, like, what's that film where Tom Hanks is not able to get into either country? He's stuck the in terminal. the terminal. Yeah. The terminal. So oh. she's in the terminal between two countries. <laughs> 
like an endless limbo. You're desperate for us to put the floor. I just want to apologise for my privilege. She's been shitting all over my floor and I've not realised the trouble that people are going are, to. Mate. I don't know how lucky I am. No, exactly, mate. Some some people are born lucky. Some people have a child that can <laughs> shit on the floor. <laughs> Oh, so now, and then she, obviously she holds it in again for nighttime nappy. Yeah, exactly. So no, there's nothing happening at all? No. Wow. Well, she's looking like she needs to go to the toilet and she's getting increasingly irritable. I was like, do you want to sit on your potty? And then she was like, will you sit on the potty? And I was like, yeah, fine. So I sat on the potty and she was like, no, take your shorts down. I'm like, I'm not fucking doing that. <laughs> that would be great content for Insta. <laughs> Like that—that's the kind of thing which would stick with her, and she'd remember oh, and tell some psychologist God. when she's twenty-five. <laughs> oh, I tell you what—what what sort of worked with us a little bit because she does all the wheeze now in the potty. It's just poos are yeah. a bit liberal with it where they go. Yeah, um, is um, we can get these like set of steps. It's a seat that goes on the toilet. Yeah, so it's like a big girl potty, it's rather than an actual potty, and then she can climb up and sit down. So if you let her pick one or pick a new potty off, like. The, the internet and then she's a bit more excited about it coming and she's got her own special big girl potty oh, that she's that's chosen. a good idea so that might be a good way of doing it because she obviously knows what's going on and it's good though that she's holding it and being able to because mine does just does a wee every like 20 minutes because we keep asking but it's good that she can hold how it much, how much liquid are you putting in her is she on a drip what's going on well no but loads of little ones she'll do it for the attention so she'll do a yeah. tiny little like dribble and go I've done a wee wee because she's a bit I think she's knows she should be doing the poo but she can't really control it yet so yeah. she's a bit like embarrassed now so we're trying to make sure not feel embarrassed yeah. but yeah try and get her to pick a potty but once you're potty training you're potty training that's the rule really yeah i don't it? think you can go back now and also this is a good time to do it because you are just indoors all the time if you're if you're like on the tube or if you was on a train or going on holiday somewhere do you know what i mean yeah i know what you mean it's just frustrating to watch her walking around unable to go but there's only so many times you can ask her whether she wants to get the potty right exactly which is she'll learn just or when you stop in her nap well hopefully never <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm racing to stop her nap. No, don't. Does it get just, just get shorter and shorter until it disappears? Or is it like one day it's gone? Uh, yeah, a little bit like that. My second one hardly had any nap at all because she, the older one wasn't having a nap. So they just keep each other awake. Do you know what I mean? So it just sort of just yeah. slowly goes. I'll keep anyway, you updated. Well, keep us updated. Well done. Yeah. Well done, though. But Josh, those two shits. Oh, I forgot to tell you about when she did her first poo in the potty. So I was working upstairs. Uh, I was doing a last leg Zoom meeting. So with like... 12 people in it and I get a text from my wife and it's like um a, p- a photo of it which I don't think is necessary I'd have believed it there's no need for the photographic evidence and she was like oh she wants to show you and I'm like well I can't just leave the meeting and go I've got to look at a shit <laughs> imagine it sorry guys I'll be back in a minute but um, I just need to look at a shit but I need to go down and applaud <laughs> um, right we've got any letters Joshua yes it's the lockdown parody mailbag. But it's actually emails and there's no bag. So, this is from Brett Davis. Uh, hi, bro. Thanks for the therapeutic podcast. Until listening to you two, I thought I was the only parent not baking banana bread. Anyway, I thought you might be interested in my parenting low. Ten weeks into the lockdown, my ten-year-old's body clock is completely out of whack and he insists on staying up later and later every night. This means that lately my wife and I aren't even getting that precious hour of child-free quiet at the end of the day. At 11pm last night, my son said it wasn't fair that he had to go to bed if I was staying up. So eventually I pretended I was turning in just to get him to settle down. I wanted a bit of time to myself, but I couldn't use the living room as it's right next to my son's room. And my wife was already sleeping in our bedroom, so I hatched a brilliant plan. Five minutes later, my son gets up to have a pee. 
and walks in the bathroom to find his dad sitting on the toilet, iPad in one hand, bottle of whiskey in the other. (laughs) Daddy, what are you doing? I desperately scramble for some possible explanation. The woman made me look like a complete wreck of a human being and in the end settled for the truth. I'm watching France v Brazil from the 1986 World Cup. On the toilet of a bottle of whiskey. Oh, mate. I thought it couldn't get much worse, but this morning my son asked my wife, Mum, did you know that Daddy watches videos in the toilet by himself when we're asleep? (laughs) Oh, Oh, that is a low moment. It's great to hear those low moments. Yeah, it makes you feel better. It does make you feel better. The bottle of whiskey is the bleakest bit about it. Yeah, I just think consuming anything where people defecate is always a no-no. What about a cup of tea on the toilet? Would you do that? No, I don't really engage in any eating or drinking on the toilet. I mean, it's not like, it's not all floating around. It's not It's not going into the tea, is I it? I know, but I'm very much export rather than import when I'm on the yeah, toilet. Yeah, fair enough. And you've got the same rule for the kitchen, haven't you? You don't like to shit in the kitchen. No, I don't actually. Just my daughter does. That's it. It's yeah. a strict rule. <laughs> Uh, talk about that, like when we went to Disneyland, we went to Disneyland Paris with the two kids, which was the most fun we've ever had as a family, but the most tiring as well, right? At the end of the day, you're so exhausted, like you've got backpacks on, you're like, you just your feet are knackered. Anyway, I was in this hotel room that was two double beds. So the kids were both in one double bed and then we had another double bed, but we had to try and be quiet. But like they went to bed at like seven o'clock at night. So we just used to sit by the hotel door with a bottle of red wine each, drinking it from the bottle. <laughs> And just would be sat on the floor by the door, just drinking and on our phones, whispering <laughs> or WhatsApping each other. And you think, I've paid oh, so much money so for this. I mean, but what can you do? You can't leave the hotel No, room. exactly. Because I read that when Michael Owen joined Real Madrid, he had that. So he lived in a hotel room. Yeah. And at 7pm, he just used to sit in the dark because of his children. I mean, to be honest, if I played for Real Madrid, I'd probably get an adjoining room. <laughs> Or at least a tweet. Do you know what I mean? He's very tight, clearly. (laughs) He's obviously a tight man. Um, If you want to get in touch, this is how. Email us hello at lockdownparenting.co.uk or we're on Twitter at lockdownparents. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Josh, I'm very excited this week. Our guest, Alan Davis. He's one of my comedy heroes, Josh. Genuinely, an absolutely brilliant comedian. Um, we both owned his VHS when we were growing up, Urban Trauma. Oh, absolute bank. My mum, actually, because I told her Alan was on the show, sent me, I've got this if you want it, and it's the CD version of it as well. Oh, wow. Wow. Snap up next time I'm down there. But yeah, he's brilliant. Very underrated stand-up comedian. So I think people know him from like Jonathan Creek and QI and stuff. But as a stand-up, he's brilliant. So yeah, very excited about this one. And also, he's very happy to moan about his three children. Perfect. This is Alan Davis. Alan Davis, how are you? I'm okay, Josh. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I don't know how I am, actually. I've got, I haven't got anyone to sort of gauge it against, apart from the same 
four people day in, day out, <laughs> all of whom are more upbeat than me. But that's partly because <laughs> three of them are sort of 10 and under. <laughs> yeah, they have amazing. What was, who was it who coined the term "bounce back ability"? These kids—they just <laughs> bounce back like a dog. <laughs> Every time, you know, everything's a nightmare. And then one tube of smart is later, and it's, they're back in the room. <laughs> and I'm not like that. I have kind of longer-term dips and troughs that go over months, years. <laughs> have you tried smarties? <laughs> I haven't tried them. I also I slightly alarm myself by saying dips and troughs, and I think that slightly tells you where I am. If I'm thinking of life as a series of dips and troughs. <laughs> Is that never a peak? Never a peak. <laughs> Just like, oh, this trough's a bit shallower than it was yesterday. That's nice. <laughs> um, what's it set up there, Alan? We're at home with uh, Katie and I with uh, a 10 and 8 and a 4-year-old, oh. and the 10 and 8-year-old, had got. I bought them little laptops, and so the temptation, my eight-year-old discovered uh, how to draw videos on YouTube. Yeah. And this, but he's obsessed with drawing, I was, I was going to say the, helm, the helmets of Star Wars characters, but I stopped myself because it sounded, <laughs> <laughs> sounded <laughs> like, like some lights going to go off at Operation U-Tree, if I say that. <laughs> well, so, I mean, of course, the protective face, face wear of Star Wars characters. And, and so he's been doing a lot of that. We're trying to get him back onto his virtual classroom. But they're all right. They're not too bad. Thank, thank God we've got a garden and, it's, and we can go out. And we're, we're kind of, we feel actually that we've got off very, very lightly in this pandemic. Yeah. So what's your schedule for the day with getting, getting up in the morning? Well, the four-year-old, uh, he clocks on about 6.05. <laughs> and he doesn't care how late I've been up drinking wine and watching the last dance. He thinks I've got <laughs> very important work to do around the hungry hippos board. Or <laughs> I can't imagine you're a morning person, Alan. <laughs> That's just no choice. Clockwork. <laughs> they are like clockwork. And uh, and then the other two, where, how grumpy they are when they come down about doing any schoolwork in the morning is dictates how the morning's going to go. Then after lunch, it all falls apart. <laughs> it's all over. Do you find with the four-year-old, no matter how late you put them to bed, they will still get up at five past six? There's no change of the waking well, up? I do know some people who had kids and they, they, they say, oh, no, we keep them with our timetable. We didn't want to give up things. So, you know, they go to bed about 11, 12. None of ours could last to 11. No. They'd be asleep on a bed of nails at half past seven. The yeah. ten-year-old now is getting a bit twitchy about having to go to bed the same time as a four-year-old, but she doesn't know any different. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was watching Starsky and Hutch when I was ten, but I haven't told her. That. I remember, I remember this. I watched the day before my first day in year seven, so I would have been eleven. Is it eleven? You go mm. to eleven. I watched the pilot of The Sopranos. Wow! Were you one of the people that gave them a series? Is that who you were working for? HBO? <laughs> yeah, I was a commissioner. <laughs> for HBO when I was 11 it's downhill since then but that would you let what, what would you let a 10 year old watch what's a 10 year old allowed to watch well it's tricky because the 10 year old is she is scared of almost all films and, and in fact all any kind of theatrical experience and I put it down to I went to the Shaw Theatre when she was under three for a pantomime and it was Jack and the Beanstalk and the lights went down and, and I'm sure you know the Shaw Theatre when it goes black in there it's pitch this, so she's already frightened about the dark, and then over the the PA, this voice went fee fi fo fum, and about fifty kids burst into tears. <laughs> All around me were kids screaming and crying, 
And then the lights came up, and some girl that knew she was from EastEnders or something came out. Hello, boys and girls. And they, we had to leave. She was already. <laughs> Why did you do Fee Fi Fo Fum in the dark before it started? Get the girl out with a couple of dances, then do the beans, then do the beanstalk. Then he comes in later when they're feeling secure. <laughs> And that traumatised that kid. And then I took her to the cinema to see something, some animated something. And it was so deafening in the trailers. She was in tears and I had to go and get a refund. So she cannot tolerate. She won't even watch Toy Story 4. And the four-year-old's going, it's really good. And she won't even look at it. But the girls, and when can I watch Avengers Endgame? And I'm saying, I think it's a little bit, I don't know. All, all my mates have seen it. I want to see it before it's out of gate. There'll be another one along in a minute. I don't know. This is quite violent. There's loads of death. There's no jokes. It goes on forever. Let's <laughs> stick with the PG for a while. Just go to the Edinburgh Fringe if you want that. <laughs> come, come and watch me and your mum after you've gone to bed. Having a disagreement. If you want the, if you want the end game. <laughs> <laughs> the Infinity War. <laughs> Um, what, what, what's the, how do you split up the responsibilities then with the kids in the house at the moment? Because you are you still working or are you doing stuff? I'm doing the Tuesday Club, my Arsenal podcast, which is about the only thing I've got going, and I'm trying to write a book. Um, but really, everything's closed for me. You know, I'm sure it's you know what it's like because without a live audience, we're in trouble, aren't we? Yeah. I've, I've written a memoir which comes out in September, and I'm trying to follow it up with a novel, but oh, it's really difficult to get anything. Much yeah, it's done. difficult to. Say you're going to go and do eight hours of novel writing, isn't it? When there's three kids under the same God, roof, eight I minutes think. would be an achievement. And I sort of did I, for a while. I was deluding myself that that Katie and I were kind of halving it, you know. And it's absolutely not the case. She's basically running the whole shit. And um, best I can do is put a wash on last thing at night and hang it up. That is really my contribution. I did hoover the bedroom, and then I looked back and thought, well, I hoover the bedroom, and realised that that is all I've done in nine weeks. So. <laughs> I should be ashamed of myself, and I am. <laughs> but with, with the kids, we kind of mix it up. We, basically, one of you has to stay with the kids until you're about to lose it and then hand over. It's yeah. more like tag wrestling. Yes. <laughs> That's so true. I, I ran away from them the other morning. They kept just jumping on me, and I didn't know what to do, and I was getting so angry. I just ran upstairs and jumped. <laughs> Lou was having a lion and got under the covers and hid and went, I can't deal with it. And they chased me upstairs. <laughs> Oh, that's one thing about kids. They will always find you. You know <laughs> yeah. that scene in, in Jurassic Park where they're all hiding from the velociraptors and the velociraptors are inches away and they can't find them? If you combined a velociraptor with a four-year-old, there'd be no humans left. <laughs> <laughs> do they look after each other at all? Like, do they get on? And is it helpful having three to look after each other or are they, they three different problems in themselves? It is helpful having the three. It's I wasn't keen on the third one until he, until he arrived. I thought it was a bad idea. I thought it was going to put a lot of strain on everybody, all concerned. And it did. But, um, <laughs> he's, a, he's a joy, really. Um, although he's also a menace because he's got to sort of up his game to play with his eight-year-old brother, which he does all the time. And up in his game involves wielding a bamboo cane in a terrifying kind of impersonation of Darth Maul. And we do have to sort of come between them to stop them hurting one another, partly because we live near to the Royal Free Hospital where they had the first, this seems like a lifetime ago, the first COVID-19 case in the country. And we'd seem like a sort of, oh, it's a novelty. We've got one. Back in those <laughs> yeah. days. And then for a while, no one wanted to go near the Royal Free Hospital or any hospital and to, to the extent that people were sort of home 
treating themselves for heart failure. So we're trying not to, you know, don't please don't break your leg. That, I've said that a few times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last place we want to go is the Royal Free. I mean, we say things like that. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Rakuten. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including headliners, Ulta, Ray-Ban, and Canon. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals during Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th. The cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for Adidas and Fenty. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XE and Juvederm Ultra XE, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XE or Juvederm Ultra XE. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you are allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all gel fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit www.juvederm.com. And do you do a lot of the homeschooling then, Alan, or is your wife do it? Or do they do it down the line? How does that work? Are you well, having they, to... they send them lessons that they can click on, and uh, it works quite well. Uh, the kids preferred it when things didn't load, or, or, <laughs> or if we printed them off and they were the wrong size for the page. They loved it when it all went wrong. And then, but then it's sort of sorted itself out now and starting to think that, like like a lot of work, people, how, how much do they actually have to go to school? They seem to be able to do most of the learning here. If they could just go to school for playtime and lunchtime. My mastery of the times tables has come, come in handy because Katie cannot do that. Cannot. If I say oh, to her yeah. eight sevens, she has a look in her face as if she's about to have a head on on the M1. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're in charge of maths. I'm in charge of maths. I'm having my ninth cup of coffee of the day. No, <laughs> are you, is that, are you uh, honestly so tired? I am so <laughs> exhausted with it. My mate, the other day we did the Shoesley Club podcast, and my mate Ty started talking about Cold War Steve. Yeah, I don't know if you know yeah, about yeah, this, yeah. but he's a montage artist, a collage artist, right? And I didn't know, I didn't know who he was because he's at home on his own, and he's and he's taken up collage making. <laughs> Because that's how much time he's got. He's and there's a kind of twin lockdown going on with people like that. It's, it's, the, the collage has gone on leaps and bounds across the country. And meanwhile, there are families on the brink. <laughs> I'm barely washing. 
I barely have time for a shower. I get up and put on exercise clothes, don't exercise, yeah. and then just go to bed. The other day, on Saturday, I had a shower at 4.48 in the afternoon. No one has a shower at 4.48. That's when final score's on. Sometimes <laughs> the day seems so long, they'll be sitting there having tea, and I'll have some vague recollection of breakfast and think of it as a fortnight ago. But it was, was it this morning that I tried to cook those mackerel and they were off? Yeah, that was this morning. <laughs> Alan, it's, it's, it's 10 to 2 and you're on your ninth coffee. Will there, will there be more? To be fair, five of, them went, five of them went cold and I had to bin them. That was my one tip when my brother, when I was having a kid, I said, what would be your one tip? And he said, get one of those cups that keeps your, your hot drinks warm because you'll always be leaving hot drinks around the house. So now I have like a thermosy style cup. Good tip. Also, with a lid on, they are less likely to pour it on their own face. Oh, yeah, obviously, I didn't want to maim my children as well. That was the other bonus. But the main <laughs> one is it keeps my tea warm so that I don't get pissed off. Well, the hot drink is a great way of not having to look after your kids when they're really little. Because if they're about to do something, pull something, you go, I've got a tea, quick, quick, quick. And then you sort of send someone <laughs> with you to go and grab them. Because like, oh, That's very drink. true. Yeah. My next drink, hot drink, hot drink, hot drink. Yeah, hot, hot drink, you do that. And then everyone runs and does whatever you say. <laughs> Or, or as my father-in-law does, a glass of wine, I've got a glass of wine. Yeah. <laughs> I might start saying it in that tone, but just go, I can't be bothered, I can't be bothered. You go, I can't be bothered, I hate it, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I hate yeah. it. We, our, our, electrics, our electrics went out the front, we had to have this electrician round, and I was so tired and bored of people talking at me, it's not trying to tell me and I won't be listening and Lou went you're not listening and in front of the electrician I went to her I just don't care about it Lou <laughs> I don't care I don't care about the electrics I'll just happily sit in darkness if I've got left alone um yeah. how's food going are you cooking and you there's a lot of meals to be done there or do all the kids eat the same stuff and same stuff as you yeah they're pretty good they're pretty good the eight-year-old was quite resistant uh, but they all crack in the end. You think when they're little, you think, really? They're just going to eat Rice Krispies for the rest of their lives? <laughs> they're never going to have a vegetable? I learned early on that when they're children, they can't, they tend to focus on one food group per meal. So they'll have all carbs one meal, then all protein the next meal. Yeah. And then later on, when they get to about seven or eight, they start growing and they're so hungry. Right. My eight-year-old now is having broccoli with soy sauce poured on it. That's a good step in the right direction. He's prodigiously hungry. He, he, the idea of giving him that three years ago is ridiculous, but he's, he's, they, were, they do eventually. All of these things with kids that you think, oh, should they be doing that? Should they, do it? they do They do in the end. You know, people say, oh, he's not walking yet. I think he'll walk. I don't, think, <laughs> I don't know many adults who are still shuffling around on their ass. He'll just do it. Yes, and he will talk and probably write. <laughs> well, just, we've had the same people saying that about potty training and things like that because we're yeah, both potty training. Uh, did you have any trouble with the potty training? No, not really. Well, the first, uh, the first one, it's a whole new thing for all of us. So she suffered a great deal at our hands trying to get her to do things that she didn't want to do, particularly trying to get her to go to sleep, but she wasn't up for it. And uh, and of course, once you get into a routine of trying to get them to and they're resisting it, then that kind that becomes a pattern in itself. Yeah. That that process becomes an obstacle in itself. So you do have to have a little bit of, of leeway about it or find, or find a way there. But the potty training with the second ones is copying the first ones. It's jumping yeah. on. But the third one now, he still has a nappy on at night. He's five in September. And you can talk to him about it. So can you still, do you think, instead of just filling the nappy up, really, as if he'd had an absolute skimful of cider the night before, like he's coming down with about <laughs> six pounds swinging between his legs. <laughs> Why don't you get up? in the night and go for a 
No, don't like to. So it's, I don't know when that'll end. He stopped coming and getting in the bed just. The other two went to age about five and then they, he's just stopped. But he's, he will come in and bang on the mattress and say, come on, I want to go downstairs. <laughs> and are you doing the mornings, Alan? I generally do. Yeah. I do get up. Because I'm normally awake. I don't know. I'm, I have a bit more anxiety in general than I think than Katie does, and I'm, I'm normally awake early anyway. But once I've woken up, I've had I normally have had a dream that's some sort of weird blend of unorthodox, the Tiger King, <laughs> the last dance. Wasn't that a long time ago? We were watching the Tiger King. I know, it was like a life. It was so long ago. That last year's lockdown. Oh, that was a 2008 recession, wasn't it? That one. <laughs> if, if someone made a joke about the Tiger King now, you'd be like, "Come on, mate!" Feels a bit cliche. <laughs> oh, come on! That's another Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alan, if you had a day to yourself, um, and Kate and the kids were out, and you could just do whatever you wanted for the whole day indoors, what, what would your day look like? Oh, my concern would be how can I slow time? <laughs> I would love to sit and watch TV, but what I would re- obviously, you know. What I'm like, what I'd like to do is turn on the TV and there's a there's a really good Premier League game. On yeah, yeah. I don't know what I would do with myself. What can you do? There's nothing what, to would do. You, are you watching old sports? Are you watching old Premier League, trying to kind of get the hit? I try to watch the Bundesliga. Oh, I'm going to give myself a Bundesliga team. Yeah, and I chose Cologne because I went to Cologne last year with, with Arsenal, and it's a lovely city. I had a lovely time. And I, t- I turned on watch Cologne. They went 2-0 up early. I thought, oh, this is great. And then they blew a two-goal lead and drew. And I had the same feelings of anger and frustration <laughs> over my own team. So I thought, this is a mistake. <laughs> if you're looking for a Bundesliga team, just support Bayern Munich. Don't do it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you're allowed to glory hunt if this is yeah, all we've it got. It means nothing. You could totally glory hunt. <laughs> Were you pleased when your kids got into football? I, I would absolutely love that. If my daughter got into football, uh, yeah, I am. I mean, how how it will last, I don't know. They're at an age now when the, when they'll do what they think daddy likes, you know. Well, you know, it's, but later on they might turn yeah turn on me. But it gives me more pleasure, to be honest, when they play sport than when they watch it. Yeah, it gives me more pleasure that my little that you know they've got a football team that trains out the back of us, and they've got they started a girls' team last year. And there's about 50 girls over there now. Whereas my daughter initially, there were girls joined in with the boys, but the boys are. Uh, Frankly, seven, eight, nine-year-old boys are just sexist. <laughs> They're some of the most sexist people I've ever, ever met. They've, uh, they've got such a low opinion of girls. Like and a... it manifests itself in physical violence. It's like a 70s comedy club. It's, like... <laughs> yeah, it's really odd. Girl. So they don't pass to them. They knock them over first chance they get. God. That's just suppressed inability to talk to them. That's what that is. How are you at sports day? Do you get passionate about them winning or like when you watch them? Do you find yourself getting like too excited and you have to calm yourself down because you don't want to be that parent or are you quite chilled? Well, I only feel excited about them when my daughter did win a race and the real pleasure of it was, first of all, she amazed herself that she'd won a race and then she turned and ran the length of the track with her arms spread out wide Market Premier League centre forward to celebrate when and the, the and I managed to get a picture of that because I was on the track with all the parents at the finish line, and the and the joy on her face was really a, something to see. I think the idea that you should do away with yeah. competitive sport I think has seen its day, but it gives them such pleasure. But I, I wouldn't, I, you know, I, I'm not going to be a pushy parent because to the point where they start they start hating sport, you know, like a kind of Andre Agassi's dad. Yeah. <laughs> 
end up with a meth habit. I don't want that. <laughs> no, no. It's not oh, ideal, is it? Of you. But I'd rather they were outdoors and looking at the screen. You yeah. Know? And what is your screen time? Are they on, and on their iPads a lot? Are they watching a lot of cartoons and TV and stuff? Uh, we're pretty, we've tried to ration it. Because partly because not because we've got any you know sense of what's right and wrong or good or bad and who knows, but I think it's definitely true that if they're on it too long they become really antsy and narky and they get this, their, t- their body temperature goes up their eyelids start drooping and then they're un- they're kind of unmanageable for an hour and you think oh that's this is some combination of tiny brain and all this racket and noise yeah and they they're absorbing a lot of American. Stuff and and it is there's just a lot of fast moving imagery and a lot of noise, and I t- even some of your favourite British cartoons have gone a bit crazy. You know that postman Pat went mad and he got helicopters for helicopter. special deliveries, and it used to be all about <laughs> oh he's got a birthday card to deliver to Mrs Muggins or whatever, and that would be the whole episode. I think now the idea of them watching Trumpton or or even Thunderbirds. Oh, why is why is that wouldn't be enough. why has he got a helicopter then? He's just doing special deliveries in a helicopter. Sorry, <laughs> I know this special this delivery. isn't the point, but. <laughs> Yeah. Unless, he, unless he's delivering a helicopter, there's no need for it. I mean, the budget, the budget of the Royal Mail, where he is. And with same with Fireman Sam, they're, they're just a remote community on the Welsh coast. They've got a chopper. They've got their own chopper just for the well-being of the eight kids at the primary school. So if my kids fall over on Hampstead Heath, they're expecting an air rescue. That's what they think is <laughs> Well, I, I find as well, my, my daughters have started to speak with a like, t- slight American twang. They sound a bit like, you know, when a Scandinavians learn English by watching Friends and that, because they're watching so much Netflix. Uh, my daughter's like, I'm, I'm kind of hungry. I was like, what? You're kind of just that is weird twang. Because uh, they never, we, growing up, we never watched any American cartoons. No. Maybe really. It was only the old ones. Well, stuff. I don't know. I, I mean, I did watch quite a lot of Scooby Doo and the Flintstones yeah. or something, but that just meant me going, oh, you know, that just really didn't. <laughs> I didn't have a rising inflection. Have, have you lost it at all with them over uh, lockdown? Is it something that's just gnawed away at you that they did or were doing? Well, I think in common with most of your guests, yes, daily. <laughs> <laughs> Anything in particular you thought that oh, I shouldn't have got angry over that? That was well. We've got a brick wall in, in, in our garden, and it's about six feet high. And when I saw the eight-year-old helping the four-year-old on top of it, that, that I did. <laughs> and voiced strong objections to that <laughs> conduct. And then I foolishly, I shouted from an upstairs window, get down! And then the four-year-old was looking, no, don't get down! Stay there! <laughs> I'm going to get a helicopter! <laughs> <laughs> Buying them a brick wall, a six-foot brick wall was a strange present for the, for the garden. <laughs> no, I should, I should say it's the boundary for the next property. Yes, yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the lawn. Rigid. Yeah, just getting them ready for tough murder. <laughs> Over the, over the wall. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, we've got some barbed wire that they crawl under as well. Yeah. Go get your head down. Get your head down. I uh, we we had to get this medicine from and um, like I can't remember what it's for. Some I can't remember what it was. Like a weird some sort of weird kid ailment. But I had to squeeze this medicine in cowpoey sort of stuff that was a bit banana flavoured. Anyway, we squeeze it in and the two year old took it and the four year old spat it out on purpose. Right, three times and on the third time I I, I, I slammed my fist on the table. I went no like a courtroom drama. <laughs> She's four. She doesn't give a shit. <laughs> But I was so angry then. Lou laughed at me. It's just so degrading when your partner laughs at you when you get angry. It, it, the thing that's annoying about that is you know if the two-year-old had hated it, the four-year-old would nick the bottle yes, down in one. Yes, 100%. Complete opposites. We ended up with some of that banana 
penicillin for my daughter and we only we could only get her to drink it if we put it in some Coke Zero. <laughs> I used to love that banana stuff when I was a kid. Like, even talking about it now, I think, God, I'd fancy some of that banana penicillin stuff. It was absolutely got a great. bottle in the fridge. It's probably past its date, but... <laughs> it would still do the trick. It would still tell me penicillin back. penicillin go off? I thought penicillin was mold, right? So how can it go off? <laughs> yeah. It gets too good. It gets too good. Has there been a, um, a high point and a low point of lockdown for you? A moment that you sort of think about and treasure and a point where you thought this can't go on? What comes to mind is it happened in the same moment, which was <laughs> there's a tree near where we live a fallen tree, which my four-year-old loves, and he's running towards this tree and really running, and the other two are up another tree, and I can't get them down, and they won't come down, and I'm just thinking, oh, I can't even... If you if you fail to socially distance from someone now, it's on you. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to focus on the four-year-old. And I had, a, I had my phone out, and I was doing... He looked so cute running away to his tree that I was, I was videoing him, and I thought, oh, that's a lovely little memory there of him running off. There's no one about... And then I f- didn't turn it off. So then I'm walking along with it, and you can see my arms swinging, and there's just grass. And then you hear me turn to my eight year old and go, Bobby, don't do that. That'll snap off like the other one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hanging on a branch, right? All right, not his arm so, then. <laughs> not his arm. So I've gone from the sort of the two emotions in a, in a moment. <laughs> but what I have got is what was one of the best family videos that we've every time I show it to the kids <laughs> they wait and wait and wait for that moment they find me telling them off not at the not at the time but in hindsight hilarious the thing they find most hilarious is when I go into a room and I go stop shouting <laughs> <laughs> they've absolutely got my number oh bless um Oh, Alan, brilliant. absolutely brilliant. Glad to hear you're doing badly. That's all we're looking for, really. That's always, that's the <laughs> yeah. main thing. You, you've really cheered me up. Yeah. That was, I, I needed that pep talk, Alan. Yeah. <laughs> Glad to be serviced. Cheers, Alan Davis. Thank you very much. Thanks, Alan. Alan Davis. There you go. Amazing. Oh, I love Alan Davis. One of my favourite comedians of all time. The, my favourite as a kid, by far. I think he's, I think he's one of the most underrated British comedians ever. Yeah, so funny. I think as well, sometimes he's funnier when he's a bit more annoyed and angry, which he doesn't always show off on QI and stuff like that. No, you think of him as quite affable, don't you? You don't actually think of him as an angry man. Does that make you feel better about your future as a parent, Rob? Uh, yeah, because he obviously adores his kids. The way I was talking about his four-year-old climbing the tree, his daughter winning the running race, but will still scream in their face, stop shouting, which I have done before. Uh, uh, have you ever shouted, stop shouting before? It is a, I haven't it's stopped shouting, stop shouting. Um, I normally just kind of passively, aggressively leave. I'll, I'll kind of shut down and then just walk out. What I find is when there's a lot of kids in the house, even just with two, one of them will have an iPad on, then the other, so there's two iPads on, and then someone might need to tell you on, the kettle's boiling, Lou's trying to talk at me, the two girls are shouting, and then you just end up screaming, just shut up. But what I've learned is rather than shouting there, turn the telly off, turn the kettle off, turn the up, slowly make the room quieter with that yeah. stuff before you focus on the people. If you go quiet, the room goes quiet. That's what I find. Yeah, what I tend to do is, have you watched the last dance that Alan was talking about, the Michael Jordan documentary? Yes, brilliant. You know the bit where Scotty Pippen just refuses to go back on the pitch? Yes. That's, that's like, I've done that, where I'm just like, I'm not going back in. This yeah. isn't for me. Yes, yeah. I'm done. Well, uh, when they when they you try and get them dressed and they run at you and they will just basically headbutt your nose, full pelt, and you can't be angry because it was an accident. Yeah. But the pain is like it's happened outside of Yates's. 
You just got to go. <laughs> yep, just been headbutted. Just been headbutted on the nose. Not a problem. Fine. Fine. I didn't before I had a kid. I didn't realize being headbutted on the nose was part of it. That's never a bit that people talk about. But no. it's such a big part of it. Or knee in the bollocks. Knee in the bollocks oh, happens a lot. Or just foot in, foot in the bollocks, walking up you onto your bollocks. And you can't articulate. It's very difficult to explain to a two-and-a-half-year-old girl. Yeah. Well, the other thing is I've noticed I, the way I shop for trainers for my daughters is I always get them, give them a soft heel. <laughs> because you know it's going in your bollocks. So get a soft shoe, yeah. like those sort of like spongy, like trait, like night trainery ones are good. Yeah. Because you don't you want know. to get a Healy, one of those ones with the one of the ones with the wheels oh, on. Hair of Dr. Martin, you might as well just, you know, th- th- save yourself a circumcision. That'll do it. <laughs> that'll, that'll, that'll jaffer you right up. That will. A Dr. Martin to the bollock. Oh, thank you very much. We'll be back uh, in a few days uh, with another brilliant episode. Thank you very much. Cheers, Rob. Cheers, bye. <laughs> 